right, David Cooper is about 15 minutes away here on the iHeart Talk Radio Network. That will be fun. Then we are going to get into the slow Newsday file, which is going to be fun. That and the excitement of me talking, which is fun here on the iHeart Talk Radio Network. It's News Talk tonight on the iHeart Radio Talk Network. Here's your host, Jim Richards. It is a time where we sit back and we celebrate being Canadian, where I say to you, uh, this, this came to me, man. I don't know how brilliant I am, but I came up with this earlier today when I thought it is cold out. And then I thought, wait a second, it's cold out, cold out. It's cold. It's colder. It's colder than. It's so cold that. And I said, why don't I post that on Facebook? It's so cold that, and I'll see what I get. It's so cold that I went to Tim Hortons and got a double-double, and by the time I crossed the street, it was an ice cap. That's how cold it is. Oh, man. Would you just relax there? Would you calm down? Unbelievable. So you can, I don't know, don't 7-10-10 us, because uh, my, my computer is not acting up. It is acting up. It's not acting up. But I'm not going to go to the text board, because I can't see it right now. Um, let's get the phone calls going. Maybe even real cold, because I did that thing where I turned off my hoses from the inside of the basement. But you also have to take off the hoses. I haven't taken off the hoses, because I didn't want things to freeze. So I did that yesterday but in order to get the tap unfrozen from the outdoor faucet you're not supposed to pour boiling water on it because that could be problematic if it's too hot you'll shock it and could crack something so you get warm water and you pour it on it and then you get your pliers or your vice grips in my case and use the hose removal that way man that was way funnier than the other one. Oh, that's how cold it was so one eight seven seven. I'm not gonna get it. I, I don't plan like this is like I'm not planning on getting any phone calls. That's not right. That's not true. I don't think I'm going to get any phone calls. The plan is to get phone calls, but I don't know how creative anybody can be with this. It's so cold that uh, going to hell doesn't sound that bad. Somebody texted in. No, they didn't text. All my locks froze on my car. Okay, that's not a joke, but that's probably reality for a lot of people. That you're, that you're, yeah, okay. I don't need to repeat it. You could freeze your, okay. Uh, my legs have been seizing up because of pain and arthritis. I didn't know that that was a thing. I guess I did know. I thought it was, I guess, yeah, when you, when it is colder, your aches and pains are a little more clear. Uh, okay, so one person, I said, it's so cold, and their answer is, it's not that cold. I agree with what Angela posted. Minus 20 is cold. Today is not that cold. Thank you very much, cold police. Uh, does anybody else want to weigh in? I love the cold police. I love the people who are texting right now going, well, you live in Canada, duh. Cold police. Does anybody else want to be the cold police? Somebody says Justin Trudeau now has his hands in his own pockets. That's how cold it is. Women of a certain age are hoping for a hot flash, writes a woman, not a man. 
Um, from a person, Ralph Lockwood's line. This is from Dan Laxer. Ralph Lockwood is a um, a former Montreal radio personality. Uh, his line. It's cold enough to freeze the nuts off of Jacques Cartier Bridge, the Jacques Cartier Bridge, which is a uh, bridge that is built with nuts and bolts, as you understand there. Uh, or though he says it might have been George Bolkin, both two uh, great broadcasters from Montreal. Kathy says, Jim, for years I heard the Bill won't win this, the Bills won't world win the Super Bowl until hell freezes over. I froze off my punchline. My nipple car key. What? My nipple keyed the car. Okay, all right. My nipple car key. That's dyslexia for you. But there were some uh, issues in the news as we allow time for our call screener to screen the calls that haven't come in. There are some news stories that go hand in hand with this. It was cold in America, 150 million Americans, 45% of the population, have been under a wind chill advisory. It's so cold in the States, they posted a video of some frozen noodles suspended uh, from a fork midair in Denver. Okay, that's how cold it is. In Lansing, Michigan, a meteorologist was driving to work when her windshield cracked for no apparent reason. Does that ever happen to anybody? Your windshield cracks for no apparent reason. In Chicago, people were posting videos, steam rising off Lake Michigan on the Chicago River. Portland, Oregon, largest sewage station there running at half capacity because one of the uh, pipes froze. A backup generator also froze and sent sewage around into a dozen homes. This is not good stuff. And finally, it's so cold, the Chiefs... Oh, this was good. Uh, in, the, in, in the football broadcast over the weekend, it's so cold, Chiefs coach Andy Reid's mustache froze during the game against the Dolphins in Kansas City. All of the water bottles at the concession stand were immediately frozen when taken out of the fridge. Well, not probably immediately, but yeah. You take a water bottle out of the fridge when it's colder. That's When I have people over sometimes and I got no room in my fridge, I will use the outdoors as the fridge. Now, problem is, they could explode if you leave them out too long. If people are going to be there too long. So I'll put them outside and say, hey, just remember, your beer is outside. And I have a sliding door on my kitchen and people will like open the sliding door and get their beer and then close the door. The same way you would with, well, it's more of a freezer than a fridge. But after a while, you have to remember, hey, Dave, bring your beer in. 1-855-633-1010, 1-855-633-1010. This is far surpa- surpa- surpassing the success of a segment that I thought it would be. 1-855-633-1010. Why do we call it David Cooper will ruin the show when I seem to be doing a pretty good job of it? 
It's so cold that Olivia Chow and Toronto City Council have banned the cold. Uh, there are a lot of inappropriate things. Um, even John Holmes is down two inches, is what one person said. Does, does everybody know who John Holmes is? No. You don't know who John Holmes is, do you know? Noah is a young... Yeah, I think it's because you're young, not because uh, he's an old porn star. And so it's inappropriate, and I should not have read it. Um, oh, this guy, had, uh, maybe it wasn't my line. Maybe I heard somebody else say it. I probably did hear somebody else say it. It's so cold, the Leafs have a chance to win. Never mind. It's not that cold. And it's colder than a Detroit... Uh, yeah, I can't say that. I love that I've started to say many of these things and then realize that I can't say them. The point is, it's so cold that I am not afraid to go to the lamest radio bit in the radio bag of tricks and try to execute it. Now, the segment should have been executed, and I mean killed is what I mean, and uh, we're about to do that right now. Hold on. Six months from now, in this time slot, it's so hot that, and we can't wait to do that. David Cooper uh, helps save the show in a matter of moments here on the iHeart Talk Radio Network. Slow News Day is on the way as well. And if you want to relive that, uh, just uh, listen to it on the podcast, wherever you find good or bad podcasts. News Talk tonight with Jim Richards. News Talk tonight is on with your host, Jim Richards, on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I knew I wanted to do something in that last segment that I put on my Facebook, and I realized I did the wrong topic that I put on my Facebook. There's two things I put on my Facebook. One is so cold that, and there was a blank. And then I read some of those, and it was a terrible segment. I can't redo it. It was, it was like Dave did it, David Cooper, who joins us right now for ruining the show. I'm joking, David. You're brilliant. Uh, but the topic that I wanted to do, David, is uh, what have you used instead of a scraper? Uh, David Cooper. It's so cold that... Okay, fine, Jim. How you doing, Jim? Good. Thank you very much. What have you used instead of a scraper? Uh, like for my car or for plates into the garbage? What are we talking here? Have you, yeah, a car with snow. You got a little snow out there, don't you? Does that mean I have a car? That's amazing. It's news to me. What have I used for a scraper? A sweater? Yeah, just like a sweatshirt, a rag in the back of the car. That's oh, really? Have... That's not a yeah. lot of scraping. So there's no, like, ice on your car. It's just no, fluffy I've... stuff. Yeah, I've used it to push off snow. I, I'm I'm a good driver. When I had a car, I always kept a scraper in my trunk, even when I lived in a warm climate. So You had a car in San Francisco. I did. I had a, a Golf, a, a Volkswagen Golf. I think it was a 2011. I loved that car, and then I got rid of it when I moved to New York. You have no car. Nobody in New York has a car. I mean, there are people that do. I feel like the people who can afford cars can probably also afford drivers. What Other than that, you spend that if, if you have a car in New York, meaning you're driving, you're on the road, are you probably from the suburbs? Either that or you spend 20 hours a week finding parking. Or you have a garage, in which case you're loaded. But yeah, people who own cars who just have regular homes in New York City and Manhattan, uh, they spend 20 hours a week parking. It's crazy. To find a spot near your house is like a full-time job. Yeah. I. Um, by the way, 
people will have a meltdown here in Toronto if they have to pay. Thir- I, I went to lunch with a guy, and uh, he the, his parking was like thirty five bucks for two hours, and uh, it caps off at thirty. The thing is, it's like, hey, it's twenty dollars for the first hour, and then it's uh, five dollars for every minute after that. But it caps out at like. 35 maybe, but they you get to 35 really quickly. How much is a parking ticket in Toronto? Just a standard run-of-the-mill, your meter it's ran out. It's a good point. You- it's always a, it used to be a good gamble. I think they've increased it now, but it was always uh-huh. a good gamble to, okay, it's going to be a $30 parking ticket, and they want $30 to park, so I'm just going to put it on the side of the street here and hope that I don't get a ticket. And uh, I don't know, it was a 50-50 guess. The city got wise to it. $30 for parking in Manhattan. I mean, that's the best deal ever. I don't what know why would, anyone uh, would. What would, a, what would parking be in Manhattan? I have no idea. I think it's like $20, $30, $40 a day, depending on where you are. All right. And then I have no idea how much tickets are. I've never gotten one. All right. Uh, very good. I thought we give me, had given you research to find out how much parking <laughs> is, or maybe well, we didn't. I park my motorcycle on the sidewalk, and apparently you can get a big ticket for that, but I've seen meter maids just walk by my bike and not give me a ticket. I think they like motorcyclists. I think they're glad it's not a car. So I just park my bike on the sidewalk, and no one's ever given me a ticket. Where do you store it? uh, I have a garage down the street that I, uh, overnight, that I park it in. But um, in terms of parking in the city, I just do it on the sidewalk. I haven't gotten in trouble yet. When I do, I'll stop. But until then. I was I, I was in a pa- parking lot here in Toronto yesterday, and I was coming out of the parking lot ready to pay. So I get in the lane, and there's a machine kiosk there. I put my ticket in, and nothing happens. And I then I realize the reading comes up, uh, parking kiosk broken. And so I kind of waved to the guy in the booth. Honestly, Dave, uh, David, two feet away. And I wave at the guy in the booth, and he shrugs at me. And I was like, what? He's shrugging at me. And he makes this gesture to pu- push the button. And I, uh, so I push the button and some person comes on who's not at the location. He's at the location, but he gets me to push the button to talk to somebody who is like looking at me through some sort of monitor. And uh, I said, okay, hi, I, uh, I'm at such and such location parking spot. And she goes, yeah, I know. And I go, yeah, the kiosk is broken. And she says, yeah, I know. And I mean, and I'm like, well, why didn't the guy do anything? And she goes, well, he's just a security guard. And mm. I was like, okay, um, how do I pay? And she goes, use the other kiosk. And I was like, do you want me to put a pylon in front of this kiosk so nobody comes up to use it? And she said, yeah, could you? And I was like, can I get a <laughs> discount for the parking? And she said, no. And I was, And then I went to the security guard and I'm like, yeah, that uh, par- that parking uh, kiosk doesn't work. And he goes, yeah, so I've heard. And I was like, <laughs> you couldn't put the pylon in front of that kiosk so nobody uses that lane? And he's like, not my job. Uh, my, his job was security. And as far as I could discern, the security of his booth had been uncompromised. Yes, better Nobody got into through. his booth. <laughs> but he had nothing to do with the parking. He had uh, also, I'm guessing if somebody broke into your car... He wouldn't care about that security either. I don't know, like, what was he keeping secure? I'm not sure. I don't know. Better living through technology and corporate efficiency is what we're seeing. 
I feel like if your car got broken into, he'd point to your cell phone. He'd be like, why do I need that? He'd say, dial 911. I just, yeah, I don't think that guy's very helpful. And but then, I, I admire that he's cashing a paycheck, I got to say. Yeah, no, not my job. Uh, yeah, well, whose job would it be? Uh, you got to push that button and talk to that lady. And she'll help you out. And then I helped her out. Like, I moved the pylon. And I, do I get anything for moving the pylon? And she's like, no. But thanks for moving the pylon. Then I went to get my groceries for the day. And a uh, major grocery store ran out of bags. It's a bag that, it's a cloth bag you have to pay 35 cents for. And I, like, I had a lot of stuff. And she holds up this little produce clear bag. And she goes, do you want like five of these? And I'm like, no, I don't want five of those. And then she says, well, you can buy one of those $3 bags, like they're the big shopping bags, they're not, not the little cloth ones. And I said, how much are those? And she said, $3.50. And I was like, how about I pay 35 cents like I normally do for the other ones for this one? And she said, no, I can't do that. And I was like, okay. I can't tell whether you're a glass all empty or glass opposite of full kind of guy right now. I thought those were good stories, David. They were pretty good. No, I just, I, I admire your pessimism. Do you think the weather is, con is contributing to this corporate, I don't know, laziness that we're seeing at the parking lot, at the grocery store? Uh, do you think it's that? I don't know. I have called 911 in uh, quite, uh, not a lot, but sometimes where I feel like it's like, yeah, that's not my job. Right now, uh, I'm not concerned about that. Uh, but I am concerned about people who are living out on the streets. Do you see a lot? Of, uh, clearly, you, you would see in Manhattan a lot of that. People sleeping on subway grates, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's not as bad as it was in San Francisco when I lived there, but it's not great. I got to say, I feel for people. I'm more likely to give a buck or two when it's cold out. I, ho I hope it helps. I, I doubt it does. But yeah, it's it's rough. It's what? rough. What is it's the reason maybe... for San Francisco having this boom in crime and homelessness? It's clearly because of the liberals. Yeah, it must be. No, I have a bunch of theories about it. I think predominantly it's the city's attitude, which is rather tolerant, which I think is a good thing uh, as compared to uh, other cities in the U.S. being very intolerant where home homelessness is a crime. And then I also think it's the weather. Like right now, if you're out on the streets in Toronto, around Canada, here in New York, like you're not doing great. It's real cold. But if you're in California, you can be out there 365 days a year. So I think it's a combination of sort of politics, uh, cities around the country not being so tolerant. Uh, so folks end up moving to California. And then also just the weather's really good. So it's, uh, yeah, you can, you can make it work without freezing to death. So no, I, think I think it's a combination of those two things. Well, I think that's probably part of the attraction of... Uh Vancouver for a lot of people who are in Canada who can't get to the United States. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, being out there when it's minus a million, that's no fun. Yep. Uh, I've never done it, but I can't imagine it's any fun. All right. Uh, when we come back, David and I will continue to just name cities <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> name Who's that on, city. <laughs> who is on your podcast? This is going well, I think. Uh, tomorrow, Dan Riskin, our mutual friend, will be on. I'm excited to release that. Oh, he's going to be on. All right. Uh, well, he's going to be on my show tomorrow as well. Well, the secret is I've already taped with him. So, I, you know, I know it's coming, but he, he can, he's freed up for you, Jim. He's freed up for you. Thank you. Very kind of David Cooper, who is with us in a moment. We'll come back with the 10 things that are immediate red flags if you see them in somebody's house. David, can you think of any red flags if you see it in somebody's house that you... Pardon me? 
A hundred million. I can think of a hundred million. A hundred million of them in 10 minutes next here on the iHeartTalk Radio Network. Welcome back to News Talk Tonight with Jim Richards on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. That is true. It's the iHeartTalk Radio Network, and thank you very much for your time. I am the aforementioned Jim Richards, and we are joined by David Cooper, who we call this segment David Cooper Ruins the Show, but it's really, let's be honest, folks, it's the exact opposite of that. You can check out his podcast. This is going well, I think, tomorrow, featuring the lovely mellifluous tones of Dan Riskin. Ooh. And Jim, it takes uh, it takes a village to make a bunch of idiots. We're ruining the show together, Jim. Thank you. Words of encouragement. Love it. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, David, I thought, saw this funny news headline that uh, I don't know that either of us can relate to, but somebody posted on their door, Dear delivery person, knock quietly. I'm supposed to be on a diet. Uh, <laughs> what? They're basically like, saying, hey, I'm listening very uh, carefully for the deli- your delivery, but I don't want to uh, alert my, my, my wife that the food has come because I want to eat it on the down low. Mm. Well, uh, can't you order healthy food? I, I don't know. I, I like it too, I got to say. I'm, t- I'm tickled by it, Jim. I'm tickled You're tickled. By you it. don't like the story. Okay. What do you I got? Mean, it's a fine story. Well, I really liked when you talked about red flags when okay, you enter someone's home. Yeah. Um, have you ever been in somebody's home where you're like, okay, this is a little odd? Um, yes. Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. And I, I feel like I have high standards for I this. I feel like I have that house now. I didn't a couple of years ago, but during COVID, I now think that I have that house. So what is... What homes have you been in where, and we'd welcome people uh, at 1-855-633-1010, 1-855-633-1010, what are red flags in somebody's house? What are the red flags that you of the houses you've been in? I was just thinking about this. I remember going to a friend's house a few years ago, a perpetual bachelor, perpetual bachelor type he was, and I went to the bathroom in his house, and there was a Snickers bar on top of like the water reservoir tank on top of the toilet, just sitting there in the bathroom. Like he keeps his, <laughs> it was in the wrapper, but I'm like, who's leaving chocolate candy bars on top of the toilet in the bathroom? What is wrong with you? It's tainted, first of all. I wouldn't want to eat it to begin with. And second of all, are you snacking on the can? Because if you're snacking on the can, you should do that privately. You shouldn't do it at all. But if you do it, you should have the wherewithal to hide it from society because it's disgusting. That is a red flag, Jim. I've noticed that I can leave things in any room. Like the Apple tag, I'm usually like, uh, I'm late because it's spent, uh, people don't believe me, but I spent half an hour looking for the keys to the truck. But now I put an Apple tag on my wallet. There's an Apple tag on the keys. And there's an Apple tag on a couple of my uh, glasses cases. Do I have Apple tags on anything else? No, almost everything that I keep losing, I have an Apple tag on. I only bring that up because sometimes I'm like amazed that I'll give up and I'll think, oh, I must have lost that thing. And then like a year later, it pops up and I was like, why did I leave it here? So you think you're capable of putting a Snickers bar on the toilet? I am. That's what my point is. Yeah, I, I do think I'm capable of putting a Snickers bar on the top of the toilet and uh, wondering, and I wouldn't see it for a week. 
Although I'd probably have to use the toilet. Vile, Jim. Vile. Scum and vile, and I cannot support this. I will not support this, and I'm upset that you could potentially do this. What about no hand soap in the bathroom? Oh, God. 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 In university, I also had a friend who, I don't think, my roommate, he had a downstairs bathroom, and he never changed his soap dispenser or refilled it for the duration of us living there. So at least he had soap, but he never used it. And it made me, oh, God, God. yeah. I've disgusting. never been in this person's house, but I, uh, I found out they had a dog. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've never seen you, like, walking your dog, with your dog. And I'm like, uh, finally they posted on Facebook that they needed to give up their dog because they didn't think they were being fair to it. And I was like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so the red flag is the dog never seen? What about walking into your apartment? Is it going to smell like uh, kitty litter? Oh, God. No, I keep a clean... I'm always worried that I have the musky, smelly apartment, so I always invite friends over who I know would tell me the truth if I stank. Not polite friends, but social assassin friends. Meow! (laughs) I mean, my cat, after he, you know, does the number two in the box, it smells for 15 minutes. But no, I clean it every day. Unclean cat boxes are disgusting. You got to clean that every day. If you're not going to do that, don't have a cat, is my opinion. So I, um, like every January or February, I got a couple of mice in my house. And they, so I was looking online and there's this article about get these things, put them under your sink, put them like in your pantry. It'll scare the, uh, the mice out of your house and they won't want anything to do with it. So I was like, okay, I bought them. And they basically, I shouldn't even have deployed them because I kind of like, chuck them under at places that I can't even reach, like through them behind the dryer and behind the uh, uh, dishwasher and behind the stove. And, you know, under the sink I could probably reach, but behind the fridge. And they smell like mothballs. And I, I, I open the package and I'm like, okay, this is not a good smell. Now that's why the mice don't like it, but it's also why I don't like it. So I had a colleague at my house today, Paul Gatt came over to work on the studio and so I'm like for breezing the hell out of the kitchen. So it would kill, it would counteract the uh, moth bells, the mothball smell, but it just smelled like for really fresh mothballs. Ooh, set up the mothballs to catch the moth. You spray the Febreze to cover the smell. I don't know why you swallow the fly, Jim. You see what I did there? Yeah, I do. Uh, trash piled beyond, uh, beyond the trash can. Ugh, gross. I mean, yeah, obviously, if people are slovenly disgusting, that's a red flag. But what about somebody who has one of these things that they get at home sense? You know, the like the framed expression, live, love, laugh. Uh, Die, uh, hate, and cry. That's what I would put up. No, that's not. Yeah, no, that's like uh, like inspirational uh, prints brought from the department store. No, I'm not into that. Clutter. What about clutter? Uh, I mean, I, I got a bit of clutter, but not at hoarder level. Hoarder level, no good. A little clutter, I'm forgiving of that. I do think I have a little clutter. I don't. I think during the pandemic, I became clutter guy. Actually, uh, before the pandemic, uh, the you know my girlfriend, who's not my girlfriend, I was going to invite my girlfriend, who's not a girlfriend, to to uh, to move in with me, and so I got rid of my dining room. Because I thought, okay, but I, I was almost like I was going to set up two living rooms. She can have her living room. I'm not getting rid of my furniture, but she can put her furniture where my dining room was going to be. Anyway, I turned out never uh, to invite her to move in. So now I've just got this huge area. And before, 
I had like six bicycle bicycles in that area. And it just looked we like, why are you storing six bikes in your dining room? <laughs> and now uh, my parents moved from the cottage to a condo and I bought them all sorts of uh, patio furniture because they've got a huge deck, a really yep. big deck. And I bought them all sorts of uh, patio furniture, which is now just stacked in my former dining room. And, oh, but God. you have to walk through the dining room to get to the rest of the house. So, so it's, it's a just, hoarding den, Jim. Yeah, it's a hoarding den. That room looks hoarding, uh, very hoarding. I got one. This is about my older brother, who I don't often talk about on the air. And this was, let's say he's 47 now. It must have been like 25 years ago. But he had a, an apartment when he was in university. And on the bookshelf, in the like living TV room, the main room, he had 20 DVDs of adult films proudly on display in wow. the bookshelf in his apartment. Weird. Is that a red flag? I think so. What about, oh, you know, I had an ex. Uh, I had an ex. I, I wish I'd have led with this one. She's like, you ever like, oh, the one that got away, the one that got away. Oh, I miss her. I'd like to have her back. Then you're scrolling through Facebook and you see that she's posing in with her boyfriend, hugging just before the holidays. And then they look like they're in a living room, but there's a flag instead of a painting over the couch. And it's an F Trudeau flag. And oh, I'm like, I don't care how you feel about Trudeau, but that's in your living room. I'm like, I think I dodged a bullet. They're just history buffs, Jim. They're just history That's buffs. That's right. All right, David, are we doing this tomorrow? Hell yeah, we are. All right, David Cooper ruins the show again tomorrow. Check out his podcast. This is going well, I think, with David Cooper. Slow News Day's next. News Talk Tonight is on with your host, Jim Richards, on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Let's get to some of the Slow News Day topics of the day. Here is Noah. All right, kick things off. Anthony Anderson hosted the Emmys last night and had a new way of getting long-winded winners to wrap it up. It was his mom, and she had a handwritten sign that said, wrap it up, and she'd stand up in the audience when the speech ran long. She'd also point them off the stage like Showtime at the Apollo style. Normally on award shows, we do what's called playoff music, which everyone tends to ignore. This year... I've got something that nobody can ignore. My mama. Tonight, my mama, she is going to be the Emmy's playoff mama. Now, when you see my mama coming, just thank Jesus and your family and wrap it up. And I don't want nobody to get disrespectful with my mama because my mama is from the west side of Chicago and she can throw them hands. Shut up. That's enough. Mama. You're supposed to be yelling at the other people, not at me, not in the middle of the monologue. The time's up, baby. Cut to the chase. All right. See what I mean? All right, so not in a bad way, but not necessarily news, but kind of entertaining. So, not news. Samuel Perrot, a Nebraska man, is accused of damaging multiple vehicles, including a police cruiser at a Home Depot with a skid loader. Here's a witness to the situation, Zachary Martin, talking about what he saw and attempting to stop the man by cutting a hydraulic line with his knife. I seen Dodge Ram front bumper on the bucket up in the air and 
I'm thinking, you know, this dude, and he's just, he must have stole something in the Dodge Ram. That's that's probably the snow removal guys that got yelled at by loss prevention, whatnot, to, hey, stop that truck or something. Only thing going through my head is someone's got to stop this. Like, there is a Home Depot full of contractors, big burly dudes, twice my size. Like, come on now, y'all. Exposed hydraulic lines. Go get a bolt cutter from aisle five. I shouldn't be the one that's having to do You know what? Screw it. Um, nice rant, but I don't think that's new. The 75th Annual Emmy Awards were on last night. Here's a montage of the big winners for the best in the past year of television. Lead actress in a comedy series. Quinta Brunson. (laughs) Lead actor in a comedy series. Here we go. Jeremy Allen White. (laughs) Outstanding comedy series. Lead actress in a drama series. Sarah Snook, Succession. Lead actor in a drama series. Kieran Culkin, Succession. For outstanding drama series, Succession. All right, I guess that all of that is news, I guess. Um, I don't know. I've seen all those shows. I don't know why. Just award shows don't do it for me, I guess. What else do you got? All right. Uh, emergency personnel responded to the White House yesterday after it was a target of a swatting attempt. There was a 911 call falsely claiming that there was a fire and someone was trapped inside. Here is Sheriff Brian Shank speaking on the swatting attempt. People that are doing this are trying to create chaos. They're trying to intimidate uh, the individuals who are the, the subject of these false reports. And it's, uh, it's very unfortunate. Uh, I wish there was something, I mean, is it too, I mean, these people should go to jail. I, I don't know about a long time. I'd like, I'd like to say for a long time, but I'm not sure that that is the uh, best use of uh, resources. But uh, I hope that people are sentenced or they actually feel some ramification but I don't know how many of these people they actually catch, but I'm going to call that news. Manager for the Chicago Cubs and former MLB player Craig Council claims that he had a bizarre batting stance because of Garth Brooks. Here he is explaining it. I was at the time with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I, uh, I was on another Ulfer streak. Couldn't get any hits. I hit a line drive to left field in spring training. The crowd in Port St. Lucie goes crazy. I look up, and Garth Brooks had made a diving catch in left field (laughs) to extend my Ofer streak. I was released the next day, and that led to me putting my hands way up in the air. So I like to blame Garth Brooks for a horrible batting stance. Kind of funny, but not necessarily news. Research has proven that Dry January is an effective behavior change campaign. The campaign found that 72% of participants had sustained a reduced level of harmful drinking six months after completing a month of alcohol-free. Which brings us to this question, what if your liquor cabinet could talk? Hey, it's your liquor cabinet. Congratulations, you're halfway through the month and still observing Dry January. Everyone inside the cabinet is so proud of you. Jack Daniels? Congrats to you. Jim Beam? You little boy. Jose Cuervo? 
White Claw? Ugh, whatever. This calls for a celebration. So pour yourself a refreshing glass of, uh, club soda? I mean, after all. Is anybody enjoying that? I, I, I didn't. I mean, it was an attempt at humor. I didn't find it, uh, I didn't find it worthy of sticking with. What else do you got, Noah? So obviously this would never happen on our show. We apologize for Friday's show when we told everyone that the wordle word was skank. We are extremely sorry. It won't happen again. Now, let's continue with today's like it never happened. Did that did that happen? Was the wordle word on Friday was that actually uh <laughs> I am going to do the research on that right now. Okay, uh, that is not news, I do not think. Most definitely not. Um, shall I yep. continue on? All right. Now, should you tip delivery drivers more when the weather sucks? A guy posted a video of a Domino's driver cursing him out because he only tipped 20% during a snowstorm. Then he threatens the customer's life as well. As he walks away in the snow, the customer called Domino's and told them about it. The employee who answered said the driver already had a few write-ups and would probably get fired. Here's the original confrontation, then the customer's follow-up. Hey, thanks for time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> for a shoe dollar kit. You know what? I should have had you guys come to the store. Yeah, good thing I got this on film. Good job losing your job. Domino's driver pissed sure about a uh, 20% tip. In this weather... I wasn't planning on calling the store until I saw the death threat and just having someone that manic out there I thought needed to be addressed. The tip was five dollars and thirty something cents. There was a three ninety nine delivery charge. The food itself was almost thirty dollars. So the biggest premise that people are having a hard time with when he says two dollars at the beginning, that's him exaggerating. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I don't know. I'm a big believer in not ordering if you can't afford to tip, but I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good tip, doesn't it? Um, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you to Noah, and most of all, thank you to you. Don't forget to check out the podcast wherever you are. It is News Talk Tonight with Jim Richards. This is the iHeart Talk Radio Network.